I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Cindy Watts, you have on very awesome shoes today. Well, thank you. And I, I am a shoe connoisseur. Yes. Uh, and not in a creepy way, but in a like, I dig good shoes. You do. Um, and I'd just like to give you props. Thank you. They are um, platform leopard print toms. Platform leopard print toms. Yep. And you know, I bet my 17-year-old would wear that. She, They're pretty comfortable, too. She's way into it. Yeah. The best angle from which to approach any problem is the triangle. I thought you were going to say the right angle. No. Oh, I just got corrected (laughs) on a dad joke. On a dad joke. You just dad-splained a dad joke to me. No, I mom-splained a dad joke to you. (laughs) Oh, let's see. How bad can I make this hurt? Let's see. Um, (laughs) What do you call a tree that does science experiments? What? A chemist tree. (laughs) I mean, this is a back to school moment that I'm having right now with my dad jokes. It is. And your kids are fully back to school. Everything's going well. For like a month. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know what? What? The calendar had better watch its back. Its days are numbered. (laughs) I saw something on Facebook today that was like, you know, we're in the burr months now. The burr? The burr months because we're September, October, November, December, which leads to the burr burr. The burr. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Oh, man. I didn't see you drink anything last night. No. No. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, here we are back in the wonderful, um, custom, very modern, uh, tiny house of uh, studios here for the recording of 52 The Podcast. I like to create a magical mystery in people's minds of what all this is. Well, the chocolate factory's upstairs. (laughs) i played a gig the other day and um it was you know the i i keep getting these kind of strange songwriter gigs that happen and this one was for high rollers at a harris casino but it was on the stage the way they kind of do it sometimes at the opry you know when they have Mm -hmm. a special occasion they'll put tables tables on the stage on the stage Mm -hmm. and so the backdrop behind you like the what the audience is seeing is the actual empty seats of the theater and uh and I was doing it, and and when I walked in, I was like, "Oh man, this you know, I kind of love this because right. it, it feels very intimate, and you're in a giant space." And um, I looked up, and all of the tables themselves, whoever put the show together at that casino, thought that what those people wanted was chocolate fondue. Well, of course, it was what they wanted. When have you never, or when have you ever not wanted chocolate fondue? Ever? It was just. It was. 
out of context. Well, I mean, if they're if it's a white tablecloth and they're dressed in white, then we're going to have problems. But if it's not, <laughs> if it's not a wedding, it's not chocolate fondue. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? You know what? I think that people like to make fun of fondue because it's not trendy anymore. However, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fondue's not trending. Trendy. Oh, trendy. Yeah, it's not as trendy as it used to be. I bet. The, I bet the trend cycle on fondue is really quick. Like it might go out for two months and then it's back in again because yeah. Pier One has a sale on who, fondue sticks. Who doesn't want to dip bread in cheese? Come on, you know. I mean, I just put it on the pizza. Yeah. So we would just keep going. All right. Today's joy, if you're willing to accept it, it's fondue. Is is a pairing um, and and fun uh, pairing because we're we're gonna go for something that is the most new song and something that is the 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 uh, almost one of the most in the distance. Uh, today uh, we are pairing from Fifty Two New Blue, uh, the song "Give Me a Road," with uh, Sugarland's "Fly Away" from our debut record. Very good. And the reason I think these songs are are connected is the the truism that I keep finding that I keep rewriting feelings over and over again, as if for some reason I didn't get it right the first time, but there's something about, I must be carrying around some sort of, uh, you're trying to understand fantasy of being able to leave everything behind and start over. Well, I mean, like I said, I think that we, we write things over and over again when we're trying to understand them, when we're trying to make it make sense. Huh. So maybe well, you're, I mean, you've started over more than anyone I know. You've done it, you know? Maybe it's just, uh, yeah. I, I think the the way these songs work is the starting over, I guess in my mind is about, I don't know. You know, I guess the longer you live, the the more <laughs> mistakes you've made. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm learning how to hug my mistakes more and more. Like, whew, man, without that mistake, I would have probably been in even worse shape than I am now, you know? <laughs> um, because in a lot of ways, I guess they, they point you in the right direction. But there there is just, there is just a a gift I wish I could give my kids, which would be, Hey man, it's going to get so heavy. One day you will have backed yourself into such a corner. It'll be a maze or a cobweb of, of, of threads that are pulled around you so tight that it feels like you can't move. And, um, I want to, I want to be your parent. That's here to remind you that you can get out because all you have to do is change your mind. And then once you do, um, you can get away from this. You, you can, you don't have to make it disappear and act like it never happened, but whatever corner, no matter how deep a hole you feel like you've dug for yourself, right? There is a way to just get out of it. And you don't really have to pass a sign on the side of the road and find Jesus to get out. You know what I mean? You all, you just have to have permission from somebody in your life. To say, hey man, you're carrying a lot right now. Why don't you take a break? <laughs> you know, why don't you? Uh, I think in this news, in the newest song, I think I was talking to a a a a, a, a woman and saying, look, I know there are lots of ways that 
women wish that things would change in their life. Cause I've been around a lot of very, I don't know. I just enjoy being around women who are uh, um, smart, uh, women who are kind, women who are, are very, um, forward. They, 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 uh, they, they have ambition. Right. And I guess my mom was that way. So none of that stuff intimidates me. It actually makes right. sense. You're like, Oh, you're a human. <laughs> Nobody has beaten you down yet, you know, or if they have, you won't take it. Um, and the thing that saddens me the most, and I, I wrote it in a song called little miss with Sugarland. I wrote it in a bunch of different things is God, if there was anything I could possibly do, I want to just be able to see you and let you know you're being seen. And then I want to be able to get, if I could give you anything, I'd give you a break from all this. And, and I don't know how to do it. So I make it up in songs. <laughs> and then the first one, uh, that we're going to listen to, it's the most recent one. I wrote it with Benji Shanks from uh, dark water. He's also a guitar player from blackberry smoke. I talk, I talk about Benji all the time and Benji had come to me and said, man, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm, I, I can't not want to be around it. Can I just come in and watch you record? Can I watch, can I be a part of something? And I was like, well, let's write songs. He goes, yeah, let's write songs. I was like, you've written songs before. He's like, not many. I was like, all right. And he was just courageous and just sat down and started playing. And I just started singing. And it's one of those things where if you dare me, I'm going and somebody better be recording. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this song came out very, very quickly. And I wasn't even going to turn it into the, the record company I was on at the time. Cause I thought, I oh, mean, nobody will ever like this song. This is my kind of song. Right. I, and I'm not sure it's a belongs in the commercial world, but, uh, I have learned now during this process of 52 that whatever that voice is in my head, that kept telling me that you should really ignore it. <laughs> because the record label now picked it as the focus track for this entire release for new blue. So they, they think it is, let's just take a listen to this and then we will, we'll discuss leaving and how this song might be making you feel as a woman. I, I really don't know. I haven't asked anybody, asked many people and nobody's really heard it. So here we go. Don't you want to cut your hair Change your name and disappear Take that love you've been wrestling with Lay it down and just leave it here I'll be flying faster than a Mustang running Ain't no place that we can't go Tap down, you can hear me coming I'll be humming louder than a GTO Pushing that blonde hair into the headrest We can go until the sunset Starts sinking low Just give me a road Don't you dream of getting out someday Like a button that you could hit And all your past just fades away You don't ever have to go back in I'll be flying faster than a Mustang running Ain't no place that we can't go Tap down, you can hear me coming I'll be 
Coming louder than a GTO Pushing that blonde hair into the headrest We can go until the sunset Starts sinking low Just give me a road And the concrete Girl, if it gets any colder I can pull you close to me I'll be flying faster than a Mustang running Ain't no place that we can't go Top down, you can hear me coming I'll be Coming louder than a GTO Pushing that blonde hair into the headrest We can go until the sunset Starts singing low Just give me a lovely <laughs> and maybe too close to home at the moment to be able to oh, talk no. about it but that song no. got, got on top of you there oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah i think that um i think that we all probably want to road from something and just like we all want to road from something i think that there's also probably something that keeps us from getting on it hmm Right. And you have to decide which part's going to win the responsibility or the freedom. Right. Do I run? Do I not run? Do I go? Do I stay? And well, and I don't think the song really answers anything. No. But, um, it's a wish. You always say. Yeah, all these songs are wishes. wishes. Yeah, and it's a wish. It's a wish. But I, I can tell by listening to it through what I just said. I hadn't really thought about it until we were started talking about it. But when you look at it through a lens of like, I would like to give my kid permission if they ever get stuck. Like if you're listening back long after I'm gone, and you hear this one, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. So there is a road out there, <laughs> you know, uh, just don't ever forget that there is a way <laughs> there's a and, path. Yeah. And I, and I don't yeah. think you have to abandon your life. I just think that sometimes, especially in my youth, I got myself in some corners. I didn't even know if, you know, cause the other option of being in those deep corners is a dark, dark place. Right. You know, the either, uh, staying, convincing yourself for staying or deciding that staying's too much and you just got to like, Whew. Then you're into, and, and I think these are the, for me, and I know me growing up, it was a lot of, these are the little triggers that kick off, you know, your mental health challenges, right? And, and you got to be aware and you're not aware as a kid. You're just like, God, this is so bad. But if you keep running from your problems, your problems will chase you. <laughs> it's true. So there's something magical about this idea that, hey, don't you... And, and it, did I get it right about the cutting your hair and change your name? Like, 
Yeah, well, that's I more mean, of run from a reputation than anything else. But I, I don't know if it, if if it's that or not. I mean, because I think that there's something that happens inside you. You know, it's like there's something symbolic too about you know cutting your hair and changing your name. You feel like a different person. It's not like you're running from your rep- reputation. It's almost like you're running from yourself and running mm. from your life. And you know what? Depending on what that situation is, I think sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. I, 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 well, I think sometimes you're forced to do it. Like, right. I think, uh, you know, I, I changed schools a lot as a kid, not, not as much as maybe families that are in the military, you know, like they changed cities and they changed to everything a lot. Right. Um, but I, you know, about every four years, the way my, if you look back at my life about every four years, I was somewhere completely different. And uh, during your teen years, that's an interesting way to, you know, you can kind of jettison some of the things you did by not telling those stories, you know, <laughs> it's not that they didn't happen. It's just that you don't need to know that I wrecked a car or it's not, you know, you don't need to know that I played violin. Just think that I play guitar, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> let's, there's some things we can switch here. Um, but for some reason, this has been a part of my personality for so long that it has made it in and out of songs. So uh, the date on that song that we just listened to was, um, it was written in 2018 and it was in the winter. Uh, I looked and for some reason I didn't record it until 2019 for the first time. And I don't know why, I guess I just didn't think it mattered as a song, but the date on this next song actually predates Sugarland. Because I wrote this song and my wife, Jill, at the time was pregnant with Tucker and my mother had passed away and I was in some weird, deep grief that I couldn't wrestle as a 30-year-old kid. And I started playing this, this song. I wrote the verse and the course like I was just going and Billy Pilgrim wasn't really working at the moment and um I hadn't gotten a call from Kristen to see if I wanted to start writing songs for Sugarland so this song existed in between and I brought it in thinking oh maybe this is a place for this right and we talk about this we talked about this before we started but it's inspired by this idea that Another wish, but I, it came to me thinking about the fair in Sevierville. And it's it's a county fair. It is. But we don't have enough cities to have anything other than a county fair. No, we don't. And it's, I mean, I guess, you know, we both grew up going there. And it's and it's lovely. I mean, every everyone in Sevier County learned how to drive at the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you know... Um, Labor Day week. Every year, the fair comes to town, and you ride. You ride all the rides. You ride the gravitron, and you ride the Himalayan, and you go see the cows, and you pet the bunnies, and you look at the chickens, and you do all of the things, and you see everyone you've ever known in your entire life there on Saturday night. You do, and then you ride a tractor back to your car That's because right. it's so far away. <laughs> And I, if you were me and you were a kid, you, 
I mean, this is one of the first places I got to see other people in the town that I didn't see at school. Oh. Right? Because I didn't have a big social uh, experience in my town as a kid. Because my parents kind of kept us with their friends' kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now, in retrospect, that was probably because of my dad's and granddad's job yeah, because they owned Bush brothers. I don't think I understood that when I was a kid because it was just the job your parent had. No, you couldn't have. It's like, yeah, but I got to, I got to hang out with meet. I got to see like the faces, like up close faces of humans that I didn't, didn't even know. And they lived in my same town and it was magic to me. And this idea that, I had in my bones as a kid was I love this place, but I don't belong here. All right. And, and it's a weird feeling to, to feel like you don't belong in your own home town, you know, but there, there are, there are lots of books and lots of movies and stuff to give me stories and paths to get me out of that place. Right. That there are lots of stories of people who go wandering or, people that leave their town to find the world and come back. I mean, goodness sake, it's power of myth, you know? Yeah. Um, so I kept writing those songs and, uh, this song is called fly away with Sugarland, And it is one of the songs that we had people audition for. And interestingly enough, okay. So explain what that means. If somebody's just hearing this podcast and they haven't heard the other ones, explain what you mean when you oh, say, Oh, sure, for. sure, sure. Uh, Yes, if this is your first one, um, Sugarland, uh, when it first started, didn't have Jennifer in it, right? It was just me and Kristen Hall and then whomever else we were trying to find as a singer. And part of the uh, process was I had decided that my voice didn't sound like country music and Kristen didn't want to be the voice of country music. Uh, she was more of a writer, right? And so we, we knew we were going to find somebody and I had just been in a band with Andrew and I didn't want to, um, take on, um, a partnership in a band with somebody that wasn't creative because I, I, I thrive so much on being around creative people. So whoever's going to sing is not going to just be a, somebody from American Idol, right? They are going to be a writer. So they had to write a song with us. So if you look at the first Sugarland album and you find the credits way back in the day where there were credits, you will see that at least half of the record was written with people that aren't Jennifer. <laughs> right. And that's because those are the people that auditioned and we wrote a song during the audition. And I loved the song so much that we kept them. And, uh, those were also the songs that Jennifer sang during audition, right? Whoever you had to sing all the songs before the one you're in. So I could hear your voice on them. Cause I was interested in how you were doing it, what your choices are. And then we'd write a song together. So the song Jennifer and, and, and all of us wrote together, um, on Jennifer's sort of audition was baby girl. So we were like, Oh shiz. Right. Uh, maybe we ought be doing this and you got the job. <laughs> right. But, um, on the way in, we had songs already, and I wrote this one with a lady named Corey English, who at the time was um, 
a, a singer in town, but she had been one of the child hosts on television <laughs> for like a child chick kids program in Atlanta. Now what's interesting is uh, Corey, uh, we've stayed in touch and she married a guy here who is a DJ, Ty Bentley. So that's, that's her husband. They have kids and they're fun to go watch. But Corey was always a, a great singer and a, 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 a great writer. And it just didn't fit in either what she was looking for or what we were looking for at that exact moment. But the song still was. And she helped us finish that song. But I'll never forget thinking to myself, because I wrote it before there was any uh, female singing in my life, that am I writing this from the male perspective or the female perspective? And does it matter when you're just trying to run? And so this song was a wish. It was a, if I could, and I remember the, the face of the person I was thinking about. I don't even know who she was, but she was at the fair in Sevierville. And I, re, I just recalled it my whole life of looking at her and she was just kind of standing in the middle of it. Like, I don't know, like kettle corn or something in her hand. And she was like, you could tell she didn't belong here. Yeah. And you could, I could also tell that there was no way in hell that she was ever getting out. And it, it's such a powerful image in my brain sure. that I decided to write a song for her, to just like, whoever you are, this is how you're going to get out. <laughs> you're going to pray. like, you're going to wish for angels to take you. Like there's gotta be one. And uh, I've never told that story. It's so interesting. And because you're here and you know the fair. So let's listen to this and then we'll talk about the fair. Okay. Legacy. 
It's all in there. It is. It's all in there. And then you think about, you know, how does anyone ever fly away? You know, it's like we come from very different backgrounds. Yeah. We both, I mean, my dad's house, it's across the street from the Sevier County Fairgrounds, <laughs> literally across the street. That's I'm going to awesome. go, going to go home this weekend, going to go to the fair. That's awesome. <laughs> and we were both, we both wanted to get out. Yeah. And we both did. And I just think, I think all the time about how, why I got to do that. You know, like, I'm the, I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm the only one on my dad's side of the family that went to college. Ever. Really? The only one. How did it get to be me? Hmm. You know, how, how did I get to be the one that gets to live in Nashville and do the neat things that I get to do. I don't know. I I think that, and I think it comes down to believing that you can. And, and I guess nobody ever said that I couldn't. Was there somebody that gave you permission explicitly? Well, it's interesting. There's a couple things. I was obs- I was obsessed with country radio when I was a kid. I was I was not only not popular, I was like anti-popular. <laughs> loved it's like loved, which sometimes makes you more popular by the well, way. Well, no. Loved country music, played trombone in the marching band, had terrible skin. I mean, was just was only child. I mean, was really just kind of an island and country radio was what you know kept me company and I uh I learned uh, I learned to love country music by going to Dollywood because they had concerts there all the time. So, and uh, and and it was more than loving country music; it was really loving artists. That's where I learned to love artists, which at my core is really what I am. I'm country music, but I'm really the artist who make. I'm not the artist, but that's what my heart is. My heart is for the artist that makes the music that speaks to the people who need to hear it. That's what my heart right. is. And I can attest to that being very true. <laughs> And, you know, and when you're a kid, like a little kid, what do you want to be? You want to be a policeman. You want to be a race car driver. You want to be all of those things, right? Well, I was so little. I was so young that I was still in the, you know, I'm like eight years old and I want to be a race car driver phase or something like that. And the local DJ at the country music radio station said, no, you're going to grow up and work in country music. Really? I'll never forget it. His name was R.W. Marshall. He said, that's what you're going to do. And, uh, I love that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what <laughs> that's happened. That's also creepy and seerish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Um, and my dad always says to this day, even with, even with my kids, 
you know, people are always about, well, you can't give your kids everything that you, everything that they want because then they get spoiled. And my dad's like, absolutely not. You give them everything that they want so they know they can be anything they want to be and have anything that they want. Because when you tell them, no, you can't have that, it translates into, no, you can't do that. Hmm. And you don't want to pass that message on to your kids. So. Yeah. So I guess we got out because our parents empowered us empowered us i I realized when i was listening to the song that the song has a deal in it if i promise to come back will you let me go yeah and i didn't i didn't hear that (laughs) all these years in the song even though i wrote it in there because i came in with that chorus but it was uh if i make you this deal oh spirits of you know Witches of East Tennessee, if I promise you that I'll come back someday, will you please let me go? Um, I also didn't realize the line about the legacy. I was, that was a whole lot more in there than I thought was oh, in there. It's killing me. Uh, but, oh. but, but the idea that the, I think that's the fascinating thing for me is, is more like listening back to a lot of these songs that we get to do and during this podcast. And there's a lot of life that's happened for me. And the idea that I can discover in real time and forensically that there are things that the writers and the singers and the people are putting in these songs that are absolutely them, that even they don't realize they put in there. Right. Because the only judgment call you get when you're writing the word down or you're singing it, like, um, is, is that right or is that not right? And, and it's very quick when you make the decision, but you don't have a scholastic dissertation as to why you are putting that in there behind like no one does that not I, I write poetry and was trained in college too and you're not even supposed to do that you're supposed to take the inspiration and then craft it yeah um you're not supposed to take the craft and try to stick inspiration in it <laughs> that's the upside down way to go uh but getting out of town i mean getting out of the place you're from and do you think that there is a, um, I think that's a very country music thought, which is interesting. I mean, let's just be a journalist for two seconds. If country music has, is, is, is by definition reflects its own lifestyle. Sure. Right. And I think that's even in the Grammy definition of what makes a country song now. Well, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's lifestyle songs, right? Right. It, it, then is the idea of wanting to leave and wanting to come back a very country music thing? I don't know. I think it may be more universal than that. You know, I think that um, almost everyone strives for something more or something better. And a lot of times that means going away and coming back, whether you are, whether you live in a tiny town that doesn't have a dentist and you go to college and come back so you can be the town's Hmm. dentist or whether you, you know, just feel smothered and one out. I think that that's probably not unique to a region or a genre. Or language, probably. Or language. Probably happens in a village somewhere. Or in a... Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, how many people come to Nashville, you know? Yeah, yeah. From from everywhere. And I say that thinking about 
you know, yeah, I just got back from Nashville meets London and all of the London acts that I've met who want to make it in country music, but then they want to go home. Fascinating. Yeah. I I just didn't realize until we paired these songs. And of course, that's why the record company picked Give Me a Road. Of course. Of course. Duh. I'm the last to know. (laughs) This was a fun one. Oh, I need How a drink that? now. <laughs> That's okay. It's just noon. Yeah. <laughs> Time to start. Oh, geez. Well, uh, well, let's, we'll come and do this again next week. Sounds good. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Or by leaving us a voicemail at 803-900-5252. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.